0: Champagne Soccer, the best podcast in the world dedicated to the beautiful game, and we're back for another showdown, you know, we just finished Derby weekend, and then we also had a Derby in the transfer window, it's been hectic for Arsenal, for United, for City, for Chelsea, for Liverpool, but we get into the real grind of the season, y'all always know I say the table doesn't matter to me until January. Now we get into that point. I also saw that Alex Ferguson said the table don't matter to him back in the day until April. I was like, whoa, that's that's real next. See, when you're a champion like that, you can think that late in the season. But uh, right now, we're enjoying the club season, getting in the form. How y'all feeling about it, guys?
1: We scored a goal. we scored a goal so you know a little bit of the bright side not too bad but we (laughs) move.
2: we talking about the fa cup right
3: Uh, (laughs) you know know. hey relax 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 oh shit yeah you know how i'm feeling there's only one team moving up the table (laughs) so it's true
0: they moving on up jefferson style Oh, man, well, let's get into the derbies real quick. Um, the Manchester Derby was the first one, you know. <sighs> Some controversial things happened. United 2, City 1. Uh, Anthony, break it down, man. From your perspective, what do you think about that match?
4: <laughs> uh, I can't even start talking about the match without talking about that fake goal that shouldn't have happened. Um, which one was, was <laughs> oh yeah Manchester United's first goal which tied the matchup should not even exist but the refs let it go I don't know how a ball passed and played on <clears throat> with an offside player running with it allowing the onside player to run up to it cannot be considered interference but hey man that's cool that's all right uh, united has it they <laughs> the tie was cool the stab in the back was the next goal that happened way too fast i think the team had to couldn't re- re- recollect themselves something that was good to see was pat makes subs fast um forgot what it was but it was after halftime he did another like uh change up uh which was is good to see him do stuff like that because previous seasons he was he was reluctant to sub make subs he actually spoke on that a couple weeks ago uh but other than that then um i'm like pep we ain't we're not winning the league it's not ours we won it already i'm looking for i'm looking towards the champions league he actually agrees with me now so <laughs> yeah it's good to know. it's good it's good to know we're at we're on one accord in the organization
0: yeah starting the propaganda very early this year yeah you got to man i don't blame them now e-money bags you was doing your thing this weekend but um i'm sure you caught glimpses of the match caught a replay so how did you feel about this victory man and to be fair even before ten Hag, you guys do good against pep Mm -hmm. playing that counter-attacking style fits very well with the talent you guys have so how did you feel about the result?
3: I mean, I think it went to exactly what a lot of us thought last week when we talked about the game and, and, you know, they had 70% possession Manchester United had like 29 or 30% possession and, and just hit them on the counterattack. Yeah. That goal, the first goal. Absolutely. I agree with you. It should not have happened at the end of the day. Um, at the same time, I think every person in this, uh, on this podcast would take that goal. If it meant their team was going to win, uh, at the same, so I get it. It counted. It was, it was part of the win. Um, I'll take it. I was waiting to see what those crazy tactics were from Pep. I I don't know if it was Holland dropping deep like he did. Cause I thought that was ridiculous. I, apparently he was making really good runs. I heard the commentator saying he was making good runs, but nobody could get him. Nobody would give him the pass. Uh, Bernardo Silver was, was dropping him deeper than I ever seen him drop before. Um so I, I don't know what the I don't know if we kinda did a good job of of congesting the midfield a little bit for you guys. Cause apparently a lot of uh and I guess I'm talking to Anthony when I say you guys, but uh apparently the uh the the back four had like the most passes out of everybody, which is is usually the thing with possession based teams, but Yeah, with the huh. build up play. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of it f- from what I watched, and I, I didn't watch the the whole game, but I watched a nice amount of it uh, just to get to catch the tactics. And, and yeah, it just seemed like a lot of passing around the back until the second half. Second yeah. half, City looked like, yeah, second half, City looked like they was getting back into it. Obviously, they scored first with the substitution. I think Grealish came on first for Foden, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that's, was. that's was yeah. Uh, yeah. right. That's didn't take long, and he scored a goal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Next thing you know, the you know the funny goal happens, and then like you said, Anthony, they didn't even have time to react. And, and and it's two to one. Um, so yeah, man, United's playing well. The defense looks good. Uh surprising lineup with Luke Shaw at center back again. Um, but he did but he did it again. Uh and he played well, apparently. Um, I don't I don't know what the tactics were that, that Pep was trying to, to instill. I thought that they were going to try to do something like play some longer balls, some more direct. Uh, passes to Holland behind the line because he he makes really good runs and he's faster than he looks. So uh, anyway, I was surprised by the they, tactics. Go ahead. Yeah, they they
4: don't look they don't look for him on the, those simple through balls that they could they should try. But y'all did do a good job at uh, choking up the midfield. Right. Um, that's something I didn't notice. It was just y'all positioning uh, and how our players were. It the movement from the first half to the second half, you could tell Pep said something because we had to almost like try to shake y'all off of us and, in, mm. in trying to gain that space to even hope for that forward pass through the middle somewhere. So right. um there was some, a, a, and speaking of that, a Casemiro, I know we shitted on him probably like, what, two months ago <laughs> when he first got to the United, but he's actually doing very well for y'all. And yes. And over the weekend, he showed that he still has his, uh, certification in the dark arts um he may be there was a i'll complain and i'll biasly complain and say there were two penalty calls that were missed (laughs) definitely there there was definitely one because you can't come from behind somebody and kick their leg and stop them from shooting and that's what he did to holland that's a penalty but hey uh they the ref ain't seen it nobody else saw it I ain't complaining that's I'm just I said it now I'm unsaying it that's it
3: well hey look I know VAR is is funky I get it we've had some stuff go against us too but but you know VAR I think they did a check if I'm not mistaken on that one as well I know the one from I know the other one you're talking about was from uh Cancelo but he stuck his leg between the defenders so that was on him he tried to uh, draw a penalty um, no, but
4: yeah nah, see, that was dirty too no that was yeah. dirty i'm sorry that was that was nasty you make me remember more stuff never hey dan tell everybody about what you said what's about to happen whose league is it now no you, know, oh, you yeah. gotta you gotta spill <laughs> the propaganda <laughs> come on man
0: yeah my theory you know they tried it last year they tried to let one devil go out on top coach k but he kept getting body rocked <laughs> by unc but i think this time around I think they want United to win one more Premier League title before Alex dies. I I think they're like, hey, man, Alex has been feeling guilty. Like, hey, man, all the corruption I did to create this dynasty ever since I went away, they haven't been able to do shit because I can't buy refs like I used to. Are you
2: saying he's holding on till they win?
0: Yeah, I think... They're going to try to make sure that they win one more time so Alex can say, hey, finally, I didn't ruin this club. Now I can go and rest. You well, know, I'm, I'm, I might not be
1: against that propaganda. I, I could see that playing out.
0: Man, i oh I kind of feeling it because oh I saw already, let's go into the Arsenal Derby real quick. Uh, North <laughs> London Derby, we body wrapped our Ops 2-0 Tottenham. Expressions was at the match. Happy (laughs) until hey man, you should have seen how he froze with the first goal. That goal was hilarious. Uh Loris let the ball bounce off his body into the net. The first on goal of his career. I know Cladis was smiling because we've been talking about how this guy has been a bum for years for the French national team. He's huff. Yeah, he stinks. And then the second goal, beautiful play by Saka. He was, hey, man, Ryan Session, that guy was in jail. I don't know who he thought he was going to defend. Saka had him around his finger, man. He did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Every time he got the ball, he was looking up, smiling like Raphael Leal when he's about to score a goal. But the second goal, Saka brings Odegaard on, passes it. And then a beautiful shot outside the box. And then it was basically over after that. So good result. This is the first time Arsenal beat Tottenham both times since the 13-14 season. It's nine years. So hey man, I'm excited by that. Uh this weekend we play
3: United. Anthony Taylor is the referee. <laughs> uh oh. Uh-oh. Hey, real quick, Dan. The last time Arsenal beat Tottenham twice in a year in a season like this, like you said, guess who was playing for him? Your manager, yeah. Mikel
0: Arteta. So I'm just saying. Yeah. And and what did we do that year? We finished top four and we won, we won the FA Cup. Yeah, that's all I want. Top four. <laughs> that's all I'm looking for. But what are your expectations for the matchup, Marcus, from as a neutral? What do you what are you looking forward to see from Arsenal United?
2: Um I need Arsenal to cook United so we can still be in the race. Um mm-hmm. but um on the defensive side, I'll say this if they put out Luke Shaw again at like a uh, center back. Yeah, the I best think, left um, center
0: back, that's what they say. They're saying, they saying Lissandra Who? We got the best left center back now in Luke Shaw. Yeah, I was kind of confused. I was about to say, Breton came back from the World Cup
2: and he's still rocking that bench hard body with the big coat. <laughs> so if they come out there with that lineup, I think Martinelli has a field day with uh Who would he be on? He would be on the Massio oh, so. oh, that might be a that might be a. I mean, I mean, it's gonna be a battle. You know,
3: yeah, Wamasaika, Wamasaika, waking up. Yeah. So, so,
2: I mean, but I don't. I just don't know who gonna who gonna stop Odegaard unless Casemiro do some more foul shit that he did against Holland. Y- yeah, oh. I I do feel that that was a pen um when he, oh, when he when he when he his whole arm was extended, bro. That was that was wild. <laughs> then he cleaned he cleaned somebody up in the middle of the field and it just kept playing going. But I, again, I'm gonna give Arsenal this one two one. But y'all can't let Rashford have his way, bro. It's it's like the Rashford revenge story right now since the world cup it's it's spooking me
0: yeah i'm feeling that now anthony uh have you ever heard of anthony taylor and his like, shenanigans from one <laughs> anthony to another do y'all have like <laughs> meetings and stuff nah
4: um that anthony hasn't reached my anthony radar you gotta tell talk to me
0: about him yeah well let, let me just tell you this anthony he was born in manchester what, what do you think he likes rain yeah <laughs> and, and united he loves lucifer he's not a united fan yeah that's <laughs> what you say that's what they always say he's a lucifer boy i know his gang member i know it how you gonna tell me you was born in manchester 1978 your daddy saw those boys win the first european cup and you not a fan Please, uh, yeah,
4: he, he definitely he, he we, we can go for some uh child photos and we'll find a old United jersey on his might wall also or something.
0: Find, we might also find him in blackface. You know how they be moving over there. uh nah,
4: chill. Hey, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> if we go into some of y'all favorite coaches uh photo photo albums when they're kids, you may see a little blackface
0: photo, man. You gotta yeah, relax. Yeah, and uh, he he yeah. is considered one, one of the. Oh, yeah, the Spanish, the Dutch. I mean, you know. The Dutch, the
3: Dutch are known for it, yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: computer or yeah. Yeah. So um, Anthony Taylor is considered one of the top referees in England. He was one of the six English officials to go to the World Cup, you know, along with Michael Oliver, Simon Bennett, Gary Bestwitch, Stuart Burt, and Adam Nunn. Um, he was also the referee chosen to referee the 2021 Nations League final between Spain and France. So he is considered the top guy for when it's time to fix it. And back in the day, also oh. in this 2013 14 season, my uncle, Arsene Wenger, once described Anthony Taylor's officiated as quote unquote stubborn. Yeah, he's a batch. So this, this is what we're dealing with. So hey, I'm not excited. I do know that United fans are like, oh, they act like Anthony Taylor is their op, but he's there to fix. We know. He's it's not. like that. It's like that WWE referee back in the day that whenever they needed a sick result, they would call him. I forgot his name. That's what Anthony Taylor is.
3: Damn. Hey, look, man, he's not that bad. I've seen him. I've seen him. Yeah, um, you see, he's
0: not that bad because
3: he's from where? Hell, man. He's, a mini mini. Mad, he's not that bad. You know what I meant to say. You know what I'm saying? you trying to switch my words, bro. He, he said said.
1: Right? <laughs> Who, who's the um, the English ref that got sent home early?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, dang, I forgot. I think it was, um, I think it was Gary Best, if I'm not mistaken.
2: But- I'm not a fan of Anthony Taylor or Mike Dean.
0: Mike Dean could go. Mike fuck
3: Dean him. doesn't even reference anymore. He's the uh, VAR guy now. Yeah, yeah they put that boy in the, the office. <laughs>
1: boy retired mid season.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like yeah. Mike Dean either. I'm not a fan of him. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other one I that didn't like a, a lot. Uh, yeah, so you have anyway. to make it up. You have to make it up. Oh. <laughs> Michael, another Michael United. Oliver
2: Ooh. is Mr. Yellow Card Boy. How, yeah, Howard. Yeah. Howard,
3: I, no, 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 Howard, no, 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 no. How I will argue all day he was not. Not even close. Or Howard he, Webb was not.
1: He's a certified United boy. Yeah. yeah. There's interviews that said it.
3: Nah. Yeah, I mean, that is it. Well, he he rough United games, so I don't know how he got away with it if that's the case. Sir Alex. So <laughs> <laughs> Sir Alex, okay. Yeah, what, what do you mean? In
0: Frankie time. What do you mean? Well, how how do you do you they
3: created yeah. him. Oh god. Hey, you <laughs> we got some other derbies to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, we do have, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, the biggest derby for me
0: is the league versus United's referees. This is a sick <laughs> derby, man. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Anthony, remember when I was telling you, look at what you have to do when United is good, you have to go against the odds to win the league. The last time we won the league, we had to go undefeated, Anthony. We couldn't lose. Cletus will tell you, Jose Mourinho had to create the greatest defense in England history to win a league. He had to to concede 15 (laughs) goals. You boys had to score 100 points and 98 points. Liverpool had to score like 96 points. Look how how the sick things you have to do to win the league in England. Because when United is
1: just a (laughs) third Penalties. Yeah, blood
0: sacrifice every day
2: in the Manchester. You know that <laughs> we sacrifice Van Dyke's ACL. It seems like
0: shit. Yeah, and I heard they told Pogba to go back and highlight his juju man for help. Oh, man, yeah, I don't know what like happened
2: it. to that boy.
0: Yeah, I got some more, you know, I got some more reports on that
3: in my international report. Don't worry, man. Can't wait to hear. But anyway, real quick, United two one against. Well, we got to get past. Crystal Palace tomorrow first, so that's what we got to do first. Look, see, so he's after, already
0: given us the result of the, of the
3: weekend. See, he's so confident. I love yeah, it. It don't mean we gonna not go. You know, we still have to have a result tomorrow too, though. For so sure, I saying, for sure. I can look over tomorrow just to say a result for the weekend. I got confidence that we'll, we'll show up against uh, Arsenal. So
0: yeah, I, I do too. I think that Arsenal has the talent to win straight up, but mm-hmm. I'm nervous. But I'll say Arsenal two one for now. All right. Clay, this well, what's your thought for this uh, Arsenal United derby? What's your score prediction?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't really know the score line, but I'm gonna say this: just like I expected, a fun game between the Manchester derby. I think the Arsenal United game is gonna be fun. Two teams that I like to play really open. I think Arsenal is gonna definitely have more, have more of the ball, but I feel like it's gonna be harder for. Um, United to hit them on a counterattack this time around, especially with Partey and Shaq in that midfield, but I want to say a calm 2-0 for the Arsenal.
0: Mm. Okay. Rocky, how you feeling, man? Well,
2: I, I said 2-1 two, two, two Arsenal.
0: Okay. Anthony, how you rocking, man?
4: It's gonna be a one-one draw.
0: Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Now let's go into the other derby that happened this weekend. Uh before we get into the matches from uh Kledis's respective team and Marcus, let's talk about this derby real quick. Uh shout out to Michaela Mudrick. He twerked for weeks. I told y'all, I'd be wary of boys and girls that show too much interest in something or someone, and we saw what happened. Money talked. He had to walk through the west side of London. God bless him, though. Hey, he's only doing what he has to do to take care of himself, his family, and his country, because $25 million of that transfer fee is going directly to help the war. So, Cletus, congratulations on winning the in war, and are you excited on your new signee?
1: Um. Yeah, I think compared to what we currently have, I'm more excited to see him play. Uh, I haven't really watched him in live games. I feel like highlights just doesn't really do justice nowadays when it comes to players because I know you remember the whole uh, Pepe situation off of YouTube.
0: We, so, what do you mean, Pep? You you created that rumor. You started this propaganda. You invented it.
1: Hey, man, whatever I got <laughs> so to do, do it. But um, looking at his profile, I think he's definitely going to be an exciting player for Chelsea. We don't have any, you know, real exciting wingers right now at the moment. And I feel like he's definitely going to bring in some goals. That's another thing that we're lacking. So, you know, I'm definitely, ex- I say excited to see how he turns out. Um, I'm still kind of skeptical about the whole contract situation and the number that we're kind of throwing out, even though it's being broken down as, you know, $10 million per year over the next, uh, I want to say, eight years. um, I still am kind of skeptical about, you know, some of the players that we're buying and at the rate that we're paying for these players.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, Mudrik play a couple times uh, when they face Real Madrid, and he is a clever, direct player, very tricky dribbler, has a powerful right foot. You know, he's, you know, the modern winger that, you play inverted instead of the traditional role so he's looking to get in the box and try to shoot um but i wasn't comfortable with arsenal breaking the club record fee for a guy that isn't as good as our starting wingers you know Saka and Martinelli so i was confused by the price but i get it the window has changed i used to think that if you spend 90 to 100 million for a player they have to be a world-class level talent that can walk into your starting lineup and improve your team. And like uh, Anthony said earlier, I was feeling Casemiro. I said he was the best defensive midfielder in the world. Then I was skeptical. And now he's showing that he is the best defensive midfielder in the world. But you see, that's the type of guy that you spend 90 to hundred million dollars for a proven legend <laughs> at his position that is still at the peak of his powers now we're signing that fee for prospects like Anthony another guy that United signed he's in that 90 to 100 million dollar range too so now it seems like just for a talented young player with potential and skill that's the fee so I don't know about the price but when you're a club like Chelsea it doesn't matter you guys can spend 70 million for backup goalies so that's the tough thing now england is the super league we're seeing it look at all the rumors we see in the transfer window they're all linked to english clubs for the big fees because only british teams have the money so i think mudrick will be all right he's an upgrade over pulisic and the way raheem is right now (laughs) y'all took the soul out of him He's probably an upgrade over him too on the left. So it'll be interesting to watch him play. Now, Marcus, how did you feel about Mudrick twerking for Arsenal for weeks and then signing to the ops? It's some wanna type shit. So
2: um, you know, <laughs> they what? move a light. <laughs> <I> mean- wow. <laughs> I think he's gonna be a good player, though. I mean, I seen the highlights. Just don't be no Pepe, bro. I mean, cause the highlights, he 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 he's silky, and I respect what they did for the country. But um, all that twerking, your
0: wife, all this watching the it's game, a yeah. Zinchenko <laughs> wife interviewing I mean, it was next. So
2: what you gonna do now? Like you gonna go put Chelsea tapes up now? Like you 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 look
0: you look real bad, bro. And, well, side. Right. he's 22. He's a kid. So he, he was just trying to leave his country. And shout out to Chelsea. Now you guys have funded both parts of the war. Salute. uh, Ephraim, how wow. you feeling? He's right. he's right. He's right. Yeah, I mean, it is oh. what it is. You got to do the right thing, man. <laughs> Ephraim, how you feeling about this uh, signing?
3: Oh, I mean, yeah. Hey, look, United gets it. We we get it. We get, you know, we have tons of players heavily linked to us. And next thing you know, they somebody scoops in and, and gets them. I mean, you, you know, Liverpool just did it with Gakpo. Uh, I think we were linked with uh Darwin Nunez for a minute. And yeah. guess what you might get you might
2: have Gakpo. Uh,
3: yeah. already, yeah, 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 okay. Okay, yeah, the, I Dutch mean, backs,
2: the Dutch, right backs. now, we looking weak.
1: Hey, relax,
2: bro. Relax.
3: <laughs> I think we need to give my man a little bit of time. Like,
1: yeah. I'm not
3: going to write him off yet.
1: He
3: does look like a zombie on the pitch, though. I wanted the tactics. He's just not there with the tactics yet, properly. You know, maybe he's not. You know, I don't His know.
2: Moving like James Milton on the pitch,
3: bro. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I go back, going back to to Chelsea signing. and I I I just go back to asking the same question, like what do, what is the direction of the club, what's the plan, what's the philosophy, what, you know, how much does Potter have, uh, how much influence did he have on on making this signing, and does it fit with what he wants to do, or is it just a splashy signing to say, hey, I can't let Arsenal get these guy this guy, so I'm going to get him anyway, I can't let so and so get this guy, so I'm going to get him anyway. So that's the only question I have about it. I don't think it's a bad signing. The price tag, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I think, you know, things have flipped and changed. You know, 30, 30 is the new 35 in soccer now. You know, so you, you get players that are 30 years old, you're not paying a lot for them. You know, we just signed uh, Val Veghorst. He's 30 years old. And now granted, he wasn't lighting anything up. But, you know, it's, it's you know, you going to get a real bargain deal for somebody like that. You know, like you said, Casemiro, somebody like him, yeah, I'd be willing to pay hundred million dollars for him, especially now. He's worth it. Uh, at least he's showing like he's worth it, right? Um, but yeah, you're paying these this big money for these little these guys now. These prospects, that's what they're doing, you know. Especially these cash uh clubs like like Ajax and not Ajax, and that's a cash trap but these farm clubs, Ajax, things like that. They're gonna they're gonna push the prices up, especially yeah, for these bigger should. clubs. Yeah, as they should. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you as they should because they're losing somebody that's helping them win their league, you know? And so now they got to be compensated for it. So I'm not, I'm not, that's just where we are now with transfers. We've seen it over the years. All of us have been watching soccer long enough to see how transfers have ballooned over the years. Now there's another shift when it comes to prospects. They're the ones that are getting you, you're paying a premium price for now. So um, I'm not too mad at it. I just would love to see where Chelsea's direction is. So words uh speaking
0: at chelsea's direction they won one nil in a derby against crystal palace uh were you excited cladis by the match and uh the flow and movement of your team attacking wise
1: i think this was the first time i'll say we showed signs of offense and showing that you know maybe we're trying to incorporate what the coach wants on the field. we were a little bit more direct. We showed a little bit more intensity. Um, and we got lucky and got a goal. We def- I feel like we could have probably won that game 2-0 or maybe 2-1. But us at least scoring that goal and seeing out that one is, was very, very important and very big for our team chemistry and, and for like our like moral altogether. So, yeah, looking forward to next week.
0: Hold on, you say you're looking forward to next week. This week no,
3: we, we actually, I'm sorry, we you're looking, looking forward weekend. to You guys to play Liverpool.
0: Yeah, yeah. you, you, going to you want to cop- want this smoke? Whoa, I mean, you go ahead. That that's why I said it up, Marcus. Go ahead.
1: After y'all, I think we got a nice little break where Potter could really have like the whole team together and really like you know have a good training session and kind of incorporate his style
0: into the team. But oh, no, yeah, it looks like they put you on this hey. gunlet. It's a because because check this out. Y'all played. This is a sick schedule. Cause look, y'all played City twice, and then you played Fulham in the West London derby, lost. Then you mm-hmm. beat Crystal Palace in a derby. Then you played Chelsea away. Then your boys Fulham again in another derby. Then you got to go away to West Ham in another derby. Then Dortmund in the Champions League. I know it's these derbies. The intensity's gonna be up. You know that. Yeah. And this is
1: where you got to see what we're made of. Yeah. Be honest, I'm kind of scared about playing, and it's sad to say this, but Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League right now.
0: Yeah, well, they've had a lot of rest. You already know the Bundesliga is back this weekend, but um, do you think that this time off will affect them? Because they're think, trying to catch form while you guys have been playing for a while. I think they're more fresh, and I think that's going to help them. And plus,
1: I think Holler's back. He's been scoring. He's been having a nice preseason. So I think for their attack, having him back is going to be – very, very instrumental for them to make it out the uh, the run of 16. Uh, same with us. We really don't have a striker. So it's gonna be interesting to see where the goal's gonna come from in that game. That's why I feel like the next couple of games, like this Liverpool, Fulham, and West Ham games are like is really, really important for us. We really need to like hit our stride and really start to incorporate what what Potter's trying to bring into the team and show that on the field. Hey, KFC, we coming for you. Hey, relax, relax, Charlotte, man, relax.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: No, okay. Nunez
2: is back. Nunez is back. Bobby is back, and he need a contract.
0: Oh, we coming for blood, bro. Yeah, and they just got that smoked, video,
2: right?
1: Video is a sick video, but to be honest, I mean, they they agree with agree with those, those acronyms and those, you know, comparison. Those three individuals in the back is not – what we need hopefully
3: um <laughs> hopefully Rhys James
1: is healthy and could play you know maybe that West Ham game before we see Borussia dormant but yeah man those three at the back is going to be a scary sight.
0: yeah I mean Liverpool did get body rocked by Brighton 3-0 and then today they won their FA Cup replay against Wolves Harvey Elliott scored in the 13th minute you could tell they were waiting for the weekend because they played mostly backups Um, Marcus, how do you feel about uh, the last two matches Liverpool played and going forward to this match against Chelsea? Uh, To to touch those
2: former matches, that was the worst shit I ever seen That Brighton match, bro. Like, I don't (laughs) – we needed Van Dijk. We needed somebody, bro. Matip, you need to get ready to rock that bench this Saturday. Uh, We looked at really, (laughs) really dry in the midfield. I mean, I don't know, bro. What's up with these dudes when they get their girl pregnant? Fabinho, you get a new baby, you lose your legs. Like, God damn. The 18-year-old looked better in the FA Cup today. He he are
1: no,
2: not sleeping. They're not sleeping. I mean, they need to figure it out, bro. Uh, we got no legs in the midfield and in the league it show. But like I said, FA Cup, we played the youngsters, and they was ready to press. So we'll see how that goes. I need Joe Gomez and Kanate. Because I don't have time for Kai Havertz to be doing nothing. Nothing. Okay. But yeah, we look dry in the lead. We look good in the FA Cup. Hopefully, we get this 3
0: 1 dub on Saturday. For sure. Now, let's talk about some transfer rumors, real quick. Claytis.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Go, go- ahead. What was that again? Oh, the score? Yeah, my man said a very geek number. I don't know. What do you mean? Three,
2: three, one. We putting it on your head top, bro.
1: Okay, okay. We, we going to shout on the side, yeah? Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's your prediction for the match, Clay? I, mean, I need a calm 2-1. I'll take a calm 2-1. Right, will you be awake to watch the match? You know it comes on at 7.30 Eastern time, man.
1: Oh, man, You know, I'm up in front of the TV, you know, gas ready, ready to be
0: stressed. <laughs> Marcus, how you feeling, man? You gonna be leaving the club to go straight to the match or what? Uh I, I
2: you know, I'm I'm gonna be watching the match. You know, I'm gonna be turning old this weekend. So um it, it will be really good to be winning Claytis' money and
0: watching a dub.
2: So, you know, I'm gonna be in the house with it.
0: Well, Speaking of a uh, turning old, tomorrow is Claytis' big homie's birthday. Pep Guardiola, you got anything to Safe for your Capricorn brother?
1: I do know that guy.
0: All right, nice. He, he, he <laughs> in
1: fantasy, so you know how I keep it.
0: Anthony, what are y'all doing for Pep's birthday party tomorrow? Is it just y'all looking up tactics and stuff? Or are y'all going to be in the club <laughs> turning up?
4: Yeah, nah, I was about to say we're coming up with crazy tactics for the Champions
2: League. That's all we're doing. You
0: know no, <laughs> Yeah, they, they ride
2: in bikes and get scared.
1: Now you know he's gonna be calling you. Yeah, waking you riding up. In <laughs> hey, as
4: getting long as as in it, traffic. Call hey, I a saw movie. a
0: girl. She made a TikTok. She said, "This is what Pep be doing in his little f- football laboratory." She said, "Uh, yeah, Champions League final. I got a new trick up my sleeve. Highland goalie." Edison, striker. They'll never see this coming. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Even women know Pep is lost?
3: Yeah, as long as his his, his, uh, craziness uh, gets some results in the Champions League, right? Yeah, he
0: did say that uh, the ridiculous tactic plan that he was talking about against United, he was kidding. uh... Oh,
3: okay. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah, because I think I find that kind of interesting. He said he was kidding. Well, I find it interesting because, like, he brought he put that out there. Nobody asked him that. He put it out there, and so it's like, I right, what was it? Oh, I was just joking. No, no, no. His his thing was to make Holland a false nine. It didn't work. And I don't think I don't think that was
0: his plan. I think Holland was getting Holland frustrated of not getting the ball and started to try okay. deeper to try to get involved in the game. I think that's what it was for real. Maybe you could tell when he was getting. He don't know how to drop deep. That nigga was going his ways.
3: He don't know what he's doing, right? He don't know what the
0: spaces to go into. Yeah, but. that's not his game. So I think he was just trying to get some touches. He didn't yeah. want to Lukaku getting five touches in 90 minutes and becoming <laughs> a hero. <laughs> now, a few days ago, I saw something interesting on Twitter. It reminded me of the old days, you know, people doing superlatives, but it was about rappers. And I thought it would be fun if we made it about soccer players. So I'll set it off and everybody else could go through if they want to. Um, Footballer I dislike. I picked Bruno Fernandez because he's a little brat. He cries a lot. He flops, he whines. He has a very punchable face. Uh, Football I think is overrated. This is probably controversial, but I said Neymar. And the reason why is because Seems like there's a consensus amongst the masses that he is the third greatest footballer of his generation, and I don't agree. Of course, one and two are Messi and Cristiano, however you want to rank it, and then everyone seems to just put Neymar number three without thinking about it, but I would have Luis Suarez over him, Robert Lewandowski, Lam danny alves Noor. yeah he's up there but i don't like for me the best brazilian of his generation is danny alves not him so hey but that's another story for another day um footballer i like or soccer player i like i put Mohamed Kudus, soccer player i love mbappe you already know he will score he will score uh Footballer or soccer player I relate to the most, Mario Bautelli, You know, he's a Ghanaian like myself, and he's gifted, but he gets in his own way. I can relate to that. <laughs> soccer player I need to watch more, Endrick, the young prospect, wonder kid of the world right now. Um, We already know he's going to Real Madrid. So I'd like to see how he ends his career in Brazil at Palmeiras. And our favorite footballer of all time, Ronaldo Nazario de Lima. But uh, anybody else? What did y'all think about my my list? And would y'all like to go next? Uh, Marcus, what did you think about my list?
2: Me, it was a solid list, but I don't like that Neymar slander. Oh, I mean, I hate on Neymar for different reasons. He's Mr. Injury Prone whenever it get hot. When it's his birthday or his sister's birthday. But, um, I mean, it was is a very sad
0: list. Is he better than Lewandowski or let's just talk about attackers. Is he better than Lewandowski or Luis Suarez? This is a part you of you talking about just, just club? you talking about just club level? All encompassing everything because Luis Suarez took his team to the semifinal of the World Cup. Neymar never done that. Luis Suarez led his team to win Copa America. Neymar never did that. You can talk about international play too. I mean, and if you bring in all those factors, then yeah, yeah, I give it
2: to Suarez and that factor. I mean, I wouldn't I probably would put him over Louis if you're talking about Prime Neymar. Right, like the last two years. Prime maybe. Louis
0: broke the Bundesliga scoring record in 29 games. Neymar will never do that. I mean Prime Louis was what was a Neymar scoring... dropping. But Prime Louis is outscoring Messi and Lu- and uh Cristiano in his prime. Suarez is doing that too in their prime. Neymar isn't doing that.
2: I was gonna say, what, what did he what was his numbers when um it was the the Messi
0: and uh him show? Yeah, when it was uh what MSN, Neymar was the third leading scorer on the team. Or the the year they won the treble, I think Suarez led the team in no, Messi led the team in goals and assists. Suarez was third in goals and second in assists. And then Neymar, I think, was second in goals and third in assists. And then the Champions League, I think Neymar was tied for leading score with Cristiano and Messi.
3: I think Neymar's best return in Barcelona was 24 goals. Yeah. And while at
0: that time, Luis Suarez led La Liga and Europe in goals and assists that's how he was rocking
2: i mean he he if you make a if i make a basketball comparison neymar is the best paul george
0: yeah he is he's a sidekick <laughs> that's what i that's why i'm like he is overrated neymar if you look at his career his peak as a footballer is when he was 21 and led santos to copa libertadores that was the last time he won a title as a main man i would and i say, also you could say the french league titles too the league on before uh, Mbappe took the squad, but you know we don't rate that like that, right? People don't yeah, rate league yeah. on titles. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I would I would agree with you on the Bellatelli. I mean, I I agree on different factors on that also because the way he acted at Liverpool, <laughs> I could see myself doing the same. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. And then who you said you was like play prayers you want to watch more. I want to oh, watch Andrew, the
0: whole yeah.
2: No, nah, fuck that. I want to watch the whole Palmeiras squad more because yeah, um, they are good. I don't know why
0: they, Daniel signed in Nottingham Forest. You should have waited. Yeah,
2: Lost. Lost, bro. Relax and let a real big club come get you.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's ready. He's trying to leave, man. But uh Claire this, go ahead, man. I know you're not feeling my Neymar number three, man. No, or, man, you know.
1: It's, it's called, we've already had this discussion. I know I'm not about to change your point of view when it comes to the Neymar, Neymar talk. So, you know, I but, can go ahead with my list.
0: But all right, real, realistically, is he better than Lewandowski and Suarez? I'm not even talking about the defenders. What about the attackers? At his peak, is he better than them?
1: At his peak, I'll say he's better than Levy, but not better hey. than
0: Suarez. Hey, Be, oh, because of what, the double the double duty of playmaking and creating? Wow. Yeah.
1: Because realistically, Levy's more of a pure finisher.
0: Well, he is the number yeah. nine. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he could, create, yeah, but it's not to the level as Neymar, Neymar could could dictate, and, you know, control a game and still finish. So I think he has it over Levy, but I think um, with Suarez, Suarez is just more of a powerhouse where he could like dominate at a higher level when he's attacking or creating. And he just has that like that engine where he's not going to stop. And that's maybe the downside of Neymar.
0: Okay, I, I hear that. Go ahead, man.
1: All right, man, let's go ahead and uh, spice it up here, man. You know, on the out block, first and foremost, Pep Guardiola. I Players I don't like. All right, we hate
0: him a coach, man. <laughs> hey, he, played. He, played.
1: he played. Number two, the batch and goal, Hugo Lloris.
0: Oh, hold on. You got a whole squad of players you don't like? It's sick.
1: I kept it short this time around. Number three. By Kioka, because he milked my club for Brad for, for years. All right? Hey, man. So, I, you know, I could have added more, more, but, you know, I try to keep it simple this time around. So, footballers, I think, is overrated. I'm still going to stand behind the Holland talk. I still feel like, yes, uh, although he's scored a number of goals, I still feel like he has to – there's there's a lot more that I feel he has to show before we can really be as excited as we as we are about him. Because he's nowhere near the Mbappe category. Let's let's be realistic. Next up, another sickle that's like Haaland. Um, Ibrahimović. Overrated. Only for the simple fact that if you look at his history and the clubs that he's been at, he has no Champions League trophy. He was lucky to escape with the Europa trophy at, <laughs> hey, man. at United. So, yeah, don't, don't let him fool you with the third-person talk that he'd be doing. <laughs> the the track records and the goals look nice, but if you look at the trophies, it's it's kind of calm for him.
0: I mean he wins league titles everywhere. Yeah. But, then,
1: but then if you look at it, you know, like the team that he's played at and the career that he's had, you kind of would expect him to have played in finals and won a final by now. I mean, if we're looking at, at his track record,
0: yeah, I feel it's you.
1: not like he's only played at you know AC and then United, like you know, he's had a very long successful careers you know even his old days at juventus old days at inter you know he feel like he had the possibility to
0: have won a champions League, even his time at barca i mean yeah he lost out on two all-star teams (laughs) they inter got rid of him and won the champions league and then barca got rid of him and won the champions league (laughs) that's it
1: so for the footballers i like right now you know the hottest boy on the market for me jamal musiala that's still my boy. Footballers I love. I'm going to go with, you know, the one and only Tomas Muller and Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Footballers I relate the most to. I'm still going to say Henri. Growing up, that, that was our inspiration.
0: That's who we all wanted to be like. You but know, you're Batman. a Chelsea fan. Okay. So the your inspiration man. was Solomon Kalou, okay? Frank Maluda. Hey, 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 hey.
1: Relax. Relax. When you're watching the French... And we're watching, you know, the Arsenal back in the day. Henri is the players that we all related to. Playing on the wing, coming inside, that that flair, dribbling, assisting. He had everything. So to this day, I still would say Henri was the most influential in my career and my style of play. And then footballers, I need to watch more. Um, It's not a specific player, but even though he is one, um, I think his name is Nketzi or something like that, but he's like this new number nine at PSG. Um, oh he's yeah, 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 he's been getting a lot more PT. I definitely like his style of play. He's big, he's strong, but he still has like a lot of pace with him. You know, these French boys, I don't know what it is at PSG, but yeah, they you know, <laughs> you know, all have like this this frame. It is like they're very athletic too. So all around, I just want to keep an eye on him and some of the other kids um coming up in League Earn. Because I think there's a lot of prospect in League at the
0: moment. Yeah, for sure.
1: And then uh, favorite footballer, we're still going to go at Pele. I'm also going to add Zidane to this list. Mostly, you know, French influence growing up. Hey, no Cristiano. I'm not done, man. You know, Girl, no, you, know really? you know, even to this day, when you watch the you know Zidane videos, I'm not going to lie to you. I shed tears. Like I'm still a you know a five year old kid watching it for the first time. But um, and then next up, Cristiano. I've for me watching football, I feel like I haven't seen a player. I probably have, but not to the extent of Christiana, especially with my age, like where I've seen this guy dominate games, you know, and just bring that flair, that edge, that cockiness. So for me, you know, Christiana will be another is that
0: one of my favorites of all time. That's what's up, uh, Marcus. What's your superlatives, man?
2: Uh, Hold on. Let me. So, uh, I think everybody that know me should know the football I dislike. You are still the Ops. Fuck you, Sergio. <laughs> Sergio Ramos, You are the, I, I'm not a fan of you. Guys I think are overrated. <clears throat> Clay. Mason Mount. That boy is wash. He is Rashford. <laughs> 2.0. Um footballers I like Clay already took my guy Jamal Um footballers I love Mane because the dedication that brother has to the game and then still the love for his country to give back respect always footballers I relate to the most stir crazy Daniel Sturridge man because he <laughs> He, he came from the Ops, and then he actually, before he left, he got the ship. I mean, I fuck with that. And then what was that? Um, also, I would say the football I relate to. No, I wouldn't even say football I relate to. The football I like, I'll switch that. Instead of uh, Jamal, I'm going to go with Gucci, Because um, like kind of what Clay said, that's only one of the only Real majority players I really was a big fan of because his passes were so fucking dope. And when I play football, I try to I try to emulate that a lot. And yeah, I rock the headband. Lastly, what is that? Footballs I need to watch more. Like I said, I need to watch more of Palmeros. And um, since the, the Bundesliga is coming back, you know I'm watching Jude. Um and the GOAT, man. Pele. That's my that's the favorite football of all time. Him and Ronaldinho, bro. Because again, that 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 samba style. That shit is very influential in the way I play. I'm trying to make you fall if we want on one on the wing. Understand. It's quick. I am the Flash.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, I advise y'all to get the Pele autobiography. It's a great book. I'm almost done. I'm at the chapter nine now. There's 11 chapters. It's a great book. Y'all should check it out. Um,
2: We're going to be the book club too?
0: Yeah. Why not, man? anthony's reading inverting the pyramids right now the greatest book when it comes to soccer tactics so hey why not
3: uh i, I, ain't, opposed, I ain't opposed to
0: it huh i'm not opposed to
3: it. oh yeah that would be cool man
0: um e did you get time to do your superlatives
3: yeah and i should have i should have thought more about like uh i didn't want my more current players, so i should have thought more about like all time because i have some i have some thoughts on that too but I didn't really have a footballer I don't like. I like maybe if I'm thinking all time, Terry Henry from back in the day, you know, terrorizing, you know, the Premier League for a little bit. Uh, that might have been one of the guys that I I could say I didn't like. But I respect him. As you know, Dan, we, we've we yeah. already we've already had a hash out about that. So uh, <laughs> uh, somebody I think is overrated. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is one of them. Uh, Jack Grealish is another one, even though he must have heard me because he's, since he scored on the weekend. Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot to do a one that I like, and I was going to say, uh, I really, am, uh, to a mini, to I'm saying his name. Oh, yeah, I, know yeah. I, am. Yeah. I love the. I, I think I really want to see how he progresses with that Real Madrid midfield. I want to see if he's the one that can stay there or if, uh, you know, uh, uh Edward kind Kamen- takes him out of his spot or if they get Jude Bellingham, like well, how, how that's going to work, that how that dynamics going to work. So I'm, interested to see how he holds up in that midfield. Relax, bro. Relax. <laughs> hey man, y'all got to fight in your <laughs> hands. Bro. You know that. <laughs> um uh somebody I love uh Mbappe, Jude, uh I'm going to bring one of my young boys in there, Garnacho, uh, Alejandro Garnacho from uh United from argentina
0: um, but a Cristiano kid. The he, is, he,
3: he loves right. Cristiano. And hey, look, they've already they've already switched the Ronaldo chant at Old Trafford to the uh, Garnacho now. Instead like, of saying Ronaldo, they say Garnacho. Did y'all do this already too?
0: Y'all gave somebody a chant that didn't deserve it too? I feel like probably.
3: Hey, hey, look, football chance, you know how that goes, man. That's yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it's the same. Look, Clay, I know my bad, Clay. I was just going to say, yeah, look, since they changed, look, they changed Ronaldo quick. I mean, I don't think they would have used the same one for Garnacho if not for Ronaldo leaving, so. For sure.
0: Now, Anthony, what are your superlatives, man?
4: All right, man. Uh, I don't really have a footballer I don't like. I put a, a nice N.A. right there. You know, um, I respect everybody's game. Somebody I, think, somebody I think is overrated, Mason Mount. I, I cringe every time I hear his name. I'm like, what are they talking about this normal person for? Hey, man, uh,
1: he a to sleep over you.
4: No, Pep, uh, once again, for somebody who said Pep is the most, the person they hate the most, Pep gave you all that Champions League by saying, doing, you play center demis- defensive midfield today, except, and not Rodri. Hey, th- but th- we still that's we how it.
1: The trophy. We still listed on you, so hey.
4: Yeah, that wasn't Mason Mount, I'll tell you that. If anything, it was uh, Kai Havertz, all right? Champions League oh, winner, uh, Mason Mount. But go ahead no oh my goodness um <clears throat> football i love kdb i admire his vision how he uh sets up passes uh facilitates the game uh, i also like Cancelo. i believe he's a designer uh left and right back uh somebody who's playing that in his amateur leagues these days I, I i like his uh style and calmness on the ball not his defensive um work rate but it's a, offensive work rate as a defender if that makes sense uh, footballer I relate to the most Edgar Davies he has the goggles man uh, Mr. Goggles on the pitch and Holland I'm a machine a goal machine machine. and the footballer I need to watch more Musiala. Uh, that's somebody um, I want to see his growth and development I'm a fan he's, he's a baller he's like uh, Kevin Durant but a soccer player. That's what he reminds me of. Uh, footballer, my most, my favorite footballer is Ronaldinho. And that's about it.
0: Nice. I like
4: his digginess, yeah.
0: For sure, hey. He is my third favorite footballer of all time, so I'm I'm with you on that. Um, hey, listen, uh,
1: the the Bar Munich fan shop little store is down the street from my crib, you know, if you want to go catch a game and some beer, man, just let me know. Yeah.
4: okay man
0: make that happen for sure that's man yeah it's gonna be a lot did you, of
4: did you pick your did you pick your 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 living arrangement based on byron uh, <laughs> being- you know it's world cup season next thing you know i, I found out i live
1: down the street from the fan club so hey oh man yeah, that's okay. what's up
0: now right. let's let's talk about other cool things like uh Claytis's big homie Robert Lewandowski winning his first trophy with Barcelona. The Spanish Super Cup was in El Clasico in Saudi Arabia. And Barcelona won 3-1. And this match, it gave me like, um, it felt like it was 2013. And Lewandowski was the striker. He was on some, not to compare to Messi, but he was moving like Messi all over the pitch, dropping deep, bringing people on, playing one, twos, combining. And him and Gavi were excellent together. Um, Gavi assisted Lewandowski's first goal. Lewandowski assisted Gavi's first goal. Gavi ended up being the man of the match, a goal to assist. It was just a complete match. And it's interesting that the only times uh Real Madrid has gotten smoked under Ancelotti in this tenure at Real Madrid form, both times have been to Xavi's Barcelona squad. You already know the other one was last year when <laughs> they body rocked them 4-0 on Real Madrid's birthday. They wore all black, trying to act like it was a, you know, a dinner, but it ended up being a funeral form. So uh what did y'all feel about that match? Uh let's start with ephraim were you able to see it
3: nah i didn't but it just i was it was kind of funny to hear you say that uh that body rock about from last year that was that was a hell of a a hell of a telling uh sign wearing those black uniforms but (laughs) now i didn't get to watch it (laughs) um so i'm gonna have to go by what you guys are talking about hey no
0: problem uh marcus did you get the chance to watch the match I know it was around the time with the playoffs, but uh, were you able to see it?
2: Yeah, I watched that joint, bro. And um, I ain't going to lie, Anthony, you're going to have to get off mute and you're going to have to give uh, Gabby some respect when you give your uh, feedback. Um, <laughs> it felt like he – it that match, bro, felt like he heard you. When he got that goal, he was throwing his arm at you. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I was watching those highlights and I was sick. I was like –
4: Damn, he was this man bowling like this. What's That's why I was like, on? hey, man,
0: he's a teenager. He's, <laughs> he's 18, man. He's going to continue to get better. And he's talked about just real quick. He said his idols as a kid were Verratti and Iniesta. And you can see both of them in his game, especially with the way Xavi used them as a kind of rover in between the midfield and the flanks. That's Iniesta all day. His ball retention, the way he reads the game from deep, you can tell that's variety. So he's gonna be special, I think, man. I'm sorry, guys. I think he's gonna be good.
2: I would say, yeah, for him to be 18, that shit is special. Um like like I said, I think he played with a chip on his block, I mean on his shoulders. It shows it's it's excellent. And the and what was so funny, to me, Pedro is the exact opposite. The way how he playing, all grimy, Pedro is slick. Like yeah, he's that, a pure midfielder, but he's a baller. The way how he put that little toe out there to get that to get that pass, so I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> he he, different. Um, I would say Xavi got the tactics right, and that game Real Madrid looked like Liverpool, bro. The legs were dead, bro. Why is Modric still playing? Why is Crow still playing? Like, let the young
0: boys play. <laughs> Hey, man, Modric just led his country to a third place finish in the World Cup, man. They talking about giving him an, giving him another contract extension. Man, and give Cruz, him a break. <laughs> and Cruz, I mean, he just celebrated his birthday, so I'm sure he wanted to get another trophy. But, I mean, the funny thing is that the their worst midfielder was Kamavinga, the kid. He got subbed off at halftime. He was getting blended. Hey, and
2: Rudiger got, yeah, Rudiger he, got mixed, bro. I don't know. Don't know what he was on during that game, he was, he was reading the ball trajectory wrong. It, it happened a couple, couple times, like it was pretty weird to
0: me. They 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 was out, just out of it, I would say. Yeah, now, uh, Cletus, uh <laughs> I know you're not pleased because Barcelona is an eternal enemy for you, but uh, how did you feel about the result?
1: Yeah, man, you know, I felt some sort of a way of looking at those post match uh, pictures on the plane with Lavian and Gavi. I don't know. me been acting like Musiala is not the real one. He even he been acting real oppish. But overall, hey I don't think Madrid, Madrid was just um, they just weren't alive at all during during the match. Probably towards the end of the second half, they kind of showed a bit more fight, um, a little bit more direct play in their style. But Ancelotti said the same thing the past couple of weeks. They just haven't been really direct um, and trying to score goals. So. I think Barca just wanted it more, especially with the players they have in the season that they're having so far. I think this was a very, very big win for them and for them to kind of win a trophy in the middle of the season. That would definitely help Xavi's whole uh, philosophy and kind of like show them that they're on the right track. But hopefully, I hope this is a, a wake-up call for Madrid and they get back to winning ways, get back to the top of the league. I assume that they had a lot of issues with um, Enchilazzi. Asking for new players, but it seems like um, Perez and the board doesn't want to buy anyone in in January. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play out the rest of the season. But I think they're going to use this loss, the motivation to to see out the rest of the season. Plus, uh, Cruz is retiring. So I know they're going to want to let him go out on on a big. So, yeah, they definitely got to focus
0: now. Hold on. You said Tony Cruz is retiring. Yeah. You don't think he's going to continue to play? He's still young. What is he, like, 34?
1: 20, he's, but, um, he's more focused on family because he got, what, three kids now? They're kind of getting to that age
0: where – Oh, 33. Yeah. He's yeah. young, man, 33? Come on, man. Going to the
2: 707 – he going to the 707 League, bro. To the
0: PK League? Oh, chill. <laughs> yeah, plus,
1: plus he got this – Um, he's running a clinic – Uh the Cruz Academy. So I think like that's where like his most, his main focus has been like these past couple of years. So I think he's more interested in like really learning, actually like teaching kids how to develop in football. That's something like he's been talking about a lot the past couple of years. So I think he already has his mind set up for what he wants to do after
0: football. All right, that's a bit. Now it's time guys for my international report. And uh, I got some interesting things for you now. On Friday, the 13th, the African Nations Championship, also known as the Chan, began. And Algeria, they're looking strong, man. They're leading their group. They've played two matches, two victories. Both of them have been dry one-nilers, but hey, you take it as you get it. Senegal, after one match, is leading their group. Ghana is looking ugly. We lost our first match. 2-1 to Madagascar after the yeah 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 after the match you got a Samwajian the baby jet talking to players I'm like hey are you on the coaching staff (laughs) how'd you get down there I know you did just get your coaching badges and your Ghana's all-time leading score but uh let the coaches coach but it is what it is we're we're not looking good um in the other groups, Angola and Mali, they had a 1-1 draw. Um, Maritana hasn't played yet because this, that's a three-team group. Uh, like I've told you all already, Morocco, the reigning champions, were in Ghana's group, but they said they're not pulling up because they didn't get a direct flight. It's a mess. And then in the other group, Cameroon beat Congo, so and Niger is on ice. So, so far, the chan is looking geeked. Algeria is the strongest team. Um, today they beat ethiopia 1-0 and it's a lot of geeky stuff going on and even they got nelson mandela's grandson talking about the politics and corruption in african football it's it's geek man <laughs> so they have an investigation right now based on um nelson mandela's grandson talking about the corruption that's going on so we'll see I will say his first name but it's very difficult I'll try Zuelivlele I think Mandela I'm sorry if I said it wrong but um yeah we got that going on we also have beef with the American national team your legends I don't know if you guys were hip to this but Alexi Lalas and Eric Winalda were beefing on Twitter did y'all see this Oh, man, what's going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hell no, what
3: happened?
0: Hey, listen, Eric Winalda, he said, I can win the Open Cup with an NPSL team. Do you guys even know what the NPSL is? The minor, minor leagues. Yeah, the National Premier Soccer League, which is, you know, a league in America. Like uh, Marcus said, this is the underling, (laughs) the underling league. Basically, it should be the second, or for real, it should probably be, like, the third, fourth division of American soccer, but no relegation. So, so basically, Eric Ronaldo said, I can win the Open Cup with the NPSL team. Alexi Lalas, quote, quote retweeted it and said, so can I? And then, Eric Ronaldo got hot. He, he was pissed. He said, <laughs> no offense, but you were a three-time failure as a GM. I am still waiting for my first opportunity. You are three strikes and back to the booth. Stay out of this. <laughs> get back oh, and get back to makeup. They missed the spot. Wow! Called the boy a three-time loser and said, "Go get your face touched up, broad." And so
3: they- <laughs> this this Gio Arena Arena thing just really done opened up uh U.S. soccer yeah, to some skeletons in the
0: closet or something, huh?
3: It's hilarious
0: and then Alexi Lala said, "No offense taken. I hope you get your opportunity." Yes, I certainly made mistakes as a GM and I undoubtedly require more makeup nowadays. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, it's a damn to look straight. That had me, dying I said, "Wow, American legends y'all fighting on the web." Legend. So, yeah, this is American kings. If you have to say the American all-time starting 11, these boys might start. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marcus. This is the icon. Hey,
3: hey, look, you you are not lying, though. I mean, we don't have much to pick from, Marcus. So you got to be honest about that
2: one. I'm yeah, not a fan yeah. of Alexi.
3: And then um, also we more American
0: news, the captain, as Anthony calls Mighty Mouse Tyler Adams, won U.S. Men's Player of the Year. And um, Eunice Musa, future Liverpool player, Marcus, won U.S. Men's Player of the Year, a Young Men's Player of the Year. So you guys feeling that?
2: Might have to be a Liverpool player if if, uh, Chelsea come out here and take Consado. God damn, bro. Leave (laughs) us alone.
0: Hey, don't worry, man. They got the bread, man. So hopefully you guys get a new owner soon, man, so you guys can start competing. And uh, the last thing in my international report is a Samwajian, baby jet. I referenced him earlier. He said in 2008 when Sheikh Mansour bought Man City that they wanted him, but he decided to play for Ghana and AFCON instead of moving to Man City during the January transfer window. And it made me think about how many players didn't make moves to certain clubs because of AFCON and, like I've said many times, I wish they played in the summertime, but I understand the continent is hot during the summer, so it's best to play during rain season. But it is tough that these players' careers are being affected by this tournament because Samwa for me, is the greatest Ghanaian player ever. And his peak in England was playing at Sunderland and Fulham. So imagine if he could have made a jump to a bigger club. But And he also said Juju is real, so but we already knew that. <laughs> but he also brought up times about when they tried to do juju when he was a young player in Ghana and they were losing. So I was like, man, what type of juju is this? But <laughs> it is what it is. That's by the national report.
1: The juju doctor might need to get his, his license revoked.
0: <laughs> you know, they don't go to school, man. They just learning <laughs> from the field, man. Hustling.
1: In the trenches. The Bushman.
0: Yeah, man. But uh champagne gold a week. I'm going to start it off with the blunder, man. Hugo Lloris, Saka shot the ball so hard he could not contain it, bounced off his chest, his hands, and his face, and went in the net, man. <laughs> that was beautiful, bro. I didn't think Saka had a chopper like that. But, uh, Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week?
1: I'm going to have two. One only because, you know, we finally scored a goal, so I'm going to give one to, to Kai. But the other it's one is going to be a better goal as well. But it's gonna go to Victor Usman, only because my boy's been turning up, and they definitely turned up on PSG this past week. Um, so yeah, it's gonna go to both of them.
0: Yeah, and PSG is dropping another loss. It's getting issues, you know. Uh, Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week?
2: Hey man, it's been a hard week, so uh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it with the home team because we positive. Harvey, that
0: was a dreamer right there, a screamer. He didn't expect <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> nice, nice.
0: Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the
3: week? Well, it's it's kind of hard to go with anybody but somebody from United since I only watched one game really. Uh, so I'm <laughs> going to go with Marcus Rashford' his game winning goal uh, from the little uh, ground cross from uh, Garnacho oh. to uh, seal the game against uh, City.
0: Game winning illegal goal, right? Nice. Hey, that one was legit. The first one was not. All right, I I I'll give you that. At least you admitted, Anthony. What's your champagne goal of the week?
4: Hey man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with that bootleg champagne. The, the offside slash interference goal with oh Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez, um, combining to for the equalizer against
0: City. <laughs> nice, now, hey. I also got a salute maybe we have to do champagne move of the week because i gotta salute martinelli for receiving the ball with his back one touch and then starting dribbling that was beautiful everyone was like martinelli just remembered he's a brazilian that joint was smooth though but um
2: if we're going with move i'm i'm we i'm a little bit late but i'm gonna go with pk humble on hashtag united my boy did the roulette in the box
0: and got the goal okay word <laughs> now in the club all-stars you already know north london derby we're victorious we in the club shaking it up everybody's in there i saw 21 in the cup he's yelling on niggas on clubhouse while popping bottles i see adris elba's djing it's an arsenal function man what's going on Claytis, who you in the club with
1: Again, I'm going to take both my boys, Mena and Kai, because he needed a confidence. And thank God somebody scored a goal. And then, again, Victor Osiman, double up against Juventus. That boy, he's he's been turning up this season. So we outside.
0: Uh, Pep is in with y'all for the birthday function. I don't know that guy, man. No association. All right. right, Thanks. So now you're treating him like how he treats Ten Hag, right? All right. Marcus, who you in the club with? You see how I said last week that
2: Ten Hag was going to come for revenge.
0: Yeah, and he did, yeah. Bro, salute.
2: Hey, we going with the whole Barca, but, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to use Gavi and Pedri to get me them bitches and we going <laughs> to laugh at Louis with them funny-ass dances.
0: Then <laughs> you got a plan already. That's smooth. I like that. Anthony, who you in the club with, man?
4: uh hey i'm celebrating um la holland uh he just he's on the gq cover you know oh. what i'm saying i know he's not i don't even know if soccer's on his mind you know what i'm saying he's Whoa. out here styling people yeah he's really in the club
0: hey man that's next yeah, and you you won't take pep with you also okay nice <laughs> yeah you guys are sick You who? you in the
3: club with i know you in the club with alex who else is in there man rashford shaking it up I'm just going to bring the whole team with me, man. The whole club coming with me. The cl- club's coming to the club. I'm taking United. We're being on the road. The only team making some kind of headway on the top four, except for Arsenal, of course. But yeah, man, they're with me.
0: Uh, that's what's up, man. This has been another fantastic episode of Champagne Soccer. For Claytis, Marcus, Anthony, Ephraim, I'm Dan. We'll see y'all next week. It's going to be a lot of answers, questions answered this weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Stay blessed.
2: Eat them pinkies up. Hey, man, pop bottles on Sunday, man. We out you.